This is Reel on Reels, Episode 1. Young Frankenstein, a trivial matter. Hello everyone and welcome to Reel on Reels. Today we're going to be talking about a classic Mel Brooks film from 1974 called Young Frankenstein. Yes. That'd be Rob there chiming in. Yes. I'm Jeremiah, your other host. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I love spoofs, man. Me too. This is a particularly good one. Yeah, it's um, one of the greatest. Um, the only one that really comes to mind as far as like classic spoofs is Airplane. Yeah. And that one was amazing as well. I mean... What's it? Was that movie were like really spoofing a genre of movie though? Airplane. It was. Oh my gosh, I can't even think of the name. It, there was a specific movie that it spoofed. Okay, because I just wasn't sure if it was like Some kind of airplane. I don't, movie. I don't recall like airplane movies. The Paramount film Zero Hour is, is what Wikipedia is saying, hmm. where where it gets its kind of central plot. Oh okay. Interesting. But that yeah, that one was hilarious. I mean, Leslie Nielsen is like the spoof guy. You yeah. know. And that's his one of his uh, best ones. He doesn't even really star in it. Um, kind of a co-star, I guess. But you know who he also co-starred with in a film? Who? O.J. Simpson. Which one was that? Um, Naked Gun. Really, Naked Gun. O.J. Simpson's oh. in. I think he might be in multiple. Yeah, he's probably in more than one Naked Gun movie. I. That's weird. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen the Naked Gun movies. Yeah. I didn't even think about those. Like in thinking about. Well, we were talking about this for for this movie. I right. Just, I was thinking about Austin Powers and um, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Oh, the best. We're going to do that one at some point. We have to, yeah. Yeah. We saw that in the theater and, and <clears throat> you, you, me, and Josh just lost our marbles. It was hilarious. Yeah. The, uh, I, I was not expecting the movie that'd be that funny. But yeah, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. And it has the bonus of having Eddie Vedder in it. That's true. And I'm, I'm an Eddie Vedder fanboy. Unabashedly. So, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> Young Frankenstein. Um, that's actually not a bad Eddie Vedder. I was going to say that one was... It's a little James Hetfield. I was going to say that one was a little more James Hetfield. <laughs> he was probably influenced by Hetfield. Probably. Yeah, a little bit of that forced kind of gruff quality, even I'm though. Daddy. <laughs> okay. Um, and we're going to do some, so now not only we're going to discuss Young Frankenstein, we're going to do some trivia at the end of this discussion. And uh, yeah, it's the first time we're trying this segment. We're going to see how it goes, I think. Yeah, we, we each came up with yeah. five questions for one another. Um, we're hoping... We're hoping for a bright future for this trivia segment. Yeah, we're... Uh, honestly. Yeah, we're going to... Give each other some points. We'll, we'll see. I don't. We're not sure what those points are going to be used for yet, but we're going to record there. them. They're going to be locked and loaded. Yep. We're yep. going to be taking the score very seriously. Yep. Yep. And um, eventually, we'll figure out why. So, um, <laughs> Young Frankenstein. This film spoofs the what you might call like the the. Um, 
quartet of classic universal Frankenstein films. Yes. Um, there's two that are probably more highly regarded than the other two, well, much more well-known. Right. And those, of course, are Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, which I like better, actually. I think that's a better movie hmm. um, for several reasons. And one of the one of the key scenes in that one that really draws from the novel is also used for one of the funniest scenes in Young Frankenstein. And we can get more into that later, but uh, right. go ahead and say what you're going to say. I wasn't going to say anything. Oh. Well, I mean, it's a podcast, so it's kind of your job. I refuse to do my job until I get paid. <laughs> well, I mean, neither of us is getting paid, so then you should refuse we, to have some dignity dude we need to form a union we're yes. getting screwed like i said we got to do a real unreal llc whatever that'll do for us i have no idea i don't either but cool. we should probably be talking about young frankenstein probably <laughs> so so young frankenstein is a uh a mel brooks movie as jeremy jeremiah mentioned earlier and it's got one hell of a cast. Gene Wilder stars as uh, Victor Frankenstein. And he is a descendant of the mad scientist that created the monster that we all know and love. And the monster in this one's played by Ray Romano's dad from Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> uh, Peter Boyle. Marty Feldman as Igor um, is a great, great role. Uh, Cloris Leachman has a great role. Terry Garr has a great role. But Gene Wilder, I think, definitely steals the show. I mean, he is the star of the movie. But Yeah, and the thing about his performance um, that's so impressive is that it would be overacting in any... like It's hard to imagine any other possible context but this particular film where it wouldn't just be too much. Right. But somehow it just works in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got several of his like signature kind of freakouts, and he himself thought that this was maybe his best movie. It was his favorite movie of his, right? Mel um, Brooks too. He says it was his fa- his best movie he made, but not his funniest. Mm-hmm, right. So it, it really is. Um, just as a little aside, uh, he Mel Brooks uh, came out with the, uh, Blazing Saddles, I think, the same year as this one, right? And like those are like number one and number three or something on. Uh, in terms of like the greatest uh, comedies ever made from yeah. one of these lists that I saw. I don't remember the organization. but I still haven't seen Blazing Saddles all the way through. I haven't either. <laughs> I've seen it like in bits and pieces. We got to watch it. That's one. a movie we should probably watch, yeah. Yeah. Um, but of course, being the kind of um, horror aficionados we are in some ways, um, this was kind of a natural next step for us. Right. And it gets it lets us be horror nerds and comedy nerds at the same time and it's a it's a it's just a good time yes yeah <laughs> and this was i think this was the first time i saw this one all the way through too um again i only saw bits and pieces of it before on like tv and stuff um but this was the first time i sat down and watched it and it was just awesome just yeah great every yeah minute i wa- used to watch this all the time because it was one of my parents favorite movies um and, you know, some of the more adult humor in it was felt, you know, really scandalous to me at the time. Like, right. it, was like it was like watching, you know, Dumb and Dumber or something like, oh, man, <clears throat> yeah, I'm kind of I feel like I was kind of like sneaking something past my parents, you know, mm. 
Um, and of course I didn't get all the humor in either of those movies at the time. Yeah. This, this movie is essentially just like, I don't know how long it was. Um, like an hour and a half. Yeah. I want to say it's like, uh, it's like an hour and a half long dick joke. It's a pretty good one. It's a good one. As dick jokes go, you know, but, um, it's a dick joke. It's a dick joke, joke for sure. But the movie is a lot more than that, so we don't want to give that that uh, impression. Oh yeah, well definitely, it's <laughs> it's just it's brilliantly acted. Um, it, this is one of those movies. It's one of those spoofs that can that actually holds up. You can hold it up. Next yeah, that was to the next point other, I was going to get into. Other uh, of the movies it's spoofing, so Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. This movie can hold up as a classic against those. If you if you watch a Frankenstein uh, marathon. And you don't watch this movie, it, I would consider that a uh, federal um, crime and a cardinal sin. Yeah, I would say if I were to rank, you know, these uh, these classic black and white, you know, uh, you know, Frankenstein films, I would I would say Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein, and Young Frankenstein. Yeah, those are the three that I would recommend most mm-hmm. highly. And that is kind of mind-boggling that it was able to be so kind of faithful to what was great about the originals, but also in some ways is a better film because of the layers of comedy and poignancy that are, that are in this, in this screenplay. You know, there's the whole, there's this father son dynamic that builds up over, you know, uh, a pretty short time. It's, it's really, it's actually a pretty snappily edited film, even though it was originally much longer, they mm. had to sort of pare it down a lot in order to be released. But, uh, it uh, yeah, it, it's um, there's plenty to to pour over in terms of cinematography and all the different ways that it draws from these other films, and um, it, there's just hilarious things about it that go beyond just the actual dialogue or the actual gag, like obvious visual gags and stuff. Right. Like the the ridiculous painted like scene at the beginning where it's like zooming in on the castle. It's just an obvious painting. Like yeah, and the really cheesy music. Mm-hmm. The movie, so basically, the like I said, Gene Wilder. It's about Gene Wilder being the young Frankenstein, as the title suggests. But it's about him going the grandson of the uh, mad scientist Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah, and this one. So he now calls himself Frankenstein, which he's very careful to point out to his uh, right. university students. Yeah. Um. And basically, he gets what is it like a letter to come back to go to Castle Frankenstein. Yeah. Um. And he gets roped in and he kind of like falls into the, the madness that overtook his grandfather. Yeah. It's kind of hanging over the place like a specter and yeah. Um, there's, yeah, it's just, it's funny because like you can talk about this movie from so many angles. You can think of it as a, as you can, you can think about the interesting like plot, the way that he, is um the way that this actually fits in with the narrative of the different young frankenstein films and or uh, excuse me i'm gonna i keep saying young frankenstein mm. the different frankenstein films um and how it fits in as kind of its own like different take on the story or like uh extension of the mythology right to put it in kind of like a, a different way like a folklore kind of way um yeah but so basically yeah so gene wilder then makes a monster out of body parts dug up from cemeteries. 
Or no, it was stolen from labs. Or was the no the body was stolen from a cemetery? The body Probably. was actually just a, a whole body. They didn't go to the trouble of having to dig up separate parts. It was just a, some right. guy who had recently been hanged. Oh, okay. Just a really large dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they uh, so he puts them. They they get he gets the monster. It works, basically. He finds all all of his uh, grandfather's research and he does all this experimenting and it works. Yeah, and he at the castle discovers his uh, his grandfather's secret library where he had his uh, his journal of his experiments and things and and there's a nice um, one of his little like speeches or, or like um, soliloquies sort of in the movie is uh, where him reading out of his grandfather's journal and it's it's um, kind of an adaptation of some stuff that was in the actual novel. Um, so that kind of is one of those moments where you realize they really put some thought into this movie that on the surface is, is just a silly, you know, parody. And there's this dynamic that builds uh, where he, you know, the monster is being, you know, going out into the world and not able to interact with people normally and th- the kind of stuff that you, that was in, in the other Frankenstein yeah. movies. And that scene, he goes into the, the shack of the the hermit the blind hermit and the in this movie is played by gene hackman which i did not recognize gene hackman at all yeah i never realized it was gene hackman until i just watched it recently yeah um, and he was actually uncredited in the original oh uh, release really yeah yeah and then so uh the monster goes in and the blind guy um gives him like hot soup and pours it into his lap and uh i remember thinking being so sad when i saw that scene as a kid they're just like <laughs> yeah, he oh looks, man he just wanted some soup yeah he, he and then he breaks so... his wine cup and it's like oh man he was just about to take a sip of that wine <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it's it's hilarious and uh it's it's um it's a just a great tribute to the similar scene in in um bride of frankenstein which is also poignant and is a, a good scene from the actual novel um so that's it's it's a nice common thread that they wove through it. Just yeah, the the uh, the comedic acting overall in this movie is uh, is it's one of the most like con- uh, consistently funny in terms of the 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 characters, like how many funny characters there are in it. Oh, like yeah. a lot of movies, it's just like most of the gags are carried by like you know the two main characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley together are gonna outshine everybody else. But in this movie, it's really everybody really has something to bring to the table. Yeah, um, like Igor is, is is switching humps. Marty Feldman makes this movie, oh, yeah. and he's kind of—I mean, he's an important character, but um, in some ways, he—you know—he's—it's kind of a small role. It's kind of um, a supportive role, just like you know, all pretty much all of the the uh, the oh, roles yeah. are, except for or you know, basically. Uh, Frankenstein himself and Inga mm-hmm. um, that's kind of the main thread of it but and of course Peter Boyle is the monster but uh, and then uh, the guy that plays Officer Kemp oh yeah, yeah. Just the, that, that role is hilarious the, that had me laughing so hard Rob can attest like it made me laugh harder than anything else in the movie when Kemp is doing his little uh, before he does his little speech about we've seen this before this um, this doctor 
Frankenstein. He's doing his ridiculous accent. But like, like before that, especially when he's just like flipping his fake arm around to like light his cigar. Like that is just such yeah. a great <laughs> bit of physical comedy. Oh, yeah. uh, it just blows my mind. So over the top and just like. And then later <laughs> in the movie, you so randomly great. see him flipping the other his left arm around <laughs> yeah. like at, like that's the fake arm kind of echoing marty feldman's uh hump tactic of moving it back and forth and acting like he doesn't notice which was ad-libbed by the way um really yeah <laughs> and there's some other good ad- ad-libs in there too i've got that's one cool. as a trivia a question for later oh um but like for example another, one of the great ad-libs in there was was cloris leachman um who actually she she got nominated for uh, some other award? It wasn't Academy Award, but she got nominated for best um, supporting actress, or, or I think maybe even best lead actress. Oh, okay. Um, wow. In a comedy, uh, but anyway, she uh, she's kind of like coming on to him because he looks exactly like like he looks ridiculously similar to his grandfather. Like they are, it's it's obviously right. just like a painting of yeah, Gene Wilder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you see his grandfather's painting. Um, and so his, his, uh, his assistant from all those years ago, she's obviously much older now, but she still lives in the mansion. Um, it's a Frau, Frau, Frau Blucher, Blucher. <laughs> played by, yeah. Cloris Leachman. Um, she has this great moment where she's like, she's, uh, leading, you know, showing him to his room, and she, you know he's about to go to bed, and she's just like, "Would you like some tea?" And then she, he's just like, "No, thank you." And he's just like being polite but firm. And then she starts walking away, and then she kind of like inches back and looks at him, and she's like, "Ovaltine," and he's just like a little bit more firm, like, "No, thank you." And then she does it again, and she's like, "Some warm milk," <laughs> and uh, it's just a hilarious gag. That that was ad libbed. She came up with that. That's great. Um, it's one of the funniest moments. Yeah. And then speaking of Cloris Leachman, I mean, it, her, it's her character that got him to come to Right. Yeah. The she castle. plays an interesting role in the plot. Right. She, it's like a, it was like a plot twist in a spoof movie. It was kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah. 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 It, 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 that stuck out to me actually. Yeah. It was just like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's of course that beautiful violin music. Which is totally unironically yeah. beautiful. Like right. it really yeah, is yeah. like a nice piece of music, um, which really helps add poignancy to the film. Mm-hmm. And there's that scene where he gets him to climb up onto the, you know, gets the monster to climb up onto right. the roof while he's playing it, and it's really not, you know, it's a serious scene. Yeah. Um, one thing we didn't mention was um, this movie was made in '74, like you said, but it's in black and white, um, and it's lit. It, it looks like a looks like a just a golden like 40s era film mm-hmm. um the cinematography is just out of this world and so accurate to kind of um i would say a later time than the original frankenstein movies but like right. 40s like you know casablanca was casablanca made in the 40s i have no idea but it's like that type of <laughs> yeah those like it was so. like a noir cinematography yes. to it um, is what I'm trying to say. It hit the perfect note for what it for what they were going for. Yeah, um, and they tried to make him film it in color. They really? they tried to get film, uh, uh, Mel Brooks to film it in color, and because um, he went, I think he first went to he might have, I think Universal was the first company that he went to actually, mm. and then they were they weren't enthusiastic about it, so he went to 20th Century Fox, and they were like, yes, um, but they wanted him to do it in color, and their their excuse was like, 
oh, we want to show it in Peru because they have color now. And he was just like, nope, nope, because you'll you'll say this and then I'll you'll put you'll put it out in the United States in color, too. You yeah. know, even though you, you're promising to put it on black and white. And so he held firm on that, thankfully. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have it would have still been obviously a great movie, but black and white makes it so authentic to. Yeah. I try to imagine it as kind a of color movie. It, it just it wouldn't. It would still be funny, but it just it would take a lot of the um, authenticity. Yeah, know, it just feels the, classic. It yeah, fe- it feels like a universal monster movie. Yeah, and that was the whole point. There right. was like so much of it is made to look that way. Yeah, with the way it's produced, it mm-hmm. would actually, in some ways, look weird in color. Oh I yeah, think. for sure. Um, it's like even we're looking at the poster right just now the, with the even staging. The, yeah, you know? we're looking at the poster right now. Even like mm-hmm. the monster looks weird. It looks like a kind of like a aqua color. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of a weird. It's kind of weird seeing those characters in color. And I remember my parents even telling me like um, they went to see it in the theater, and some people didn't know it was in black and white because, of course, the poster is in full oh, color. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, they were put off by it. They're like, oh, it's black and white, you know. And they were kind yeah. of like, and um, it's uh, it reminds me of another story that my parents used to tell where they went to see Greece, and people walked out during the songs. I mean, I don't blame it's them. Like, <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a similar kind of thing. Like, just enjoy that. It like just watch it. I mean, so what? It's if it's in black and white. Yeah, color hadn't even been around really that long. It wasn't even, you know, it wasn't completely standard everywhere. Um, right. And um, yeah, but uh, and with Greece, yeah, that that always cracked me up. Like, what? They didn't even sit for the songs. <laughs> um. And I do want to discuss um, a little more about the history of the film, um, just like how it came about. But it okay. has to do with one of my trivia questions. So we'll <laughs> wait to discuss it after we ask that question. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit about it. Yeah, well, I'll see. We'll use I, I don't know. How, I don't know what you've read because we kind mm-hmm. of did our own research here. And we're going to see who's asked the same question or who knows the question just because we've done the research. But we did it in different sources. I did right. Wikipedia. He did IMDb. And, and some uh, other random he had stuff. The, he had the easier time because there's literally a section <laughs> in IMDb called trivia. But uh, yeah, I absorbed a lot of that stuff today, and that's that's where I'm getting some of this info. But it, yeah, it's going to be fun because we have no idea what we're going to be asking each other. This isn't some like planned bit. It's just yeah. going to be uh, organic responses. Yeah. So. so anyway, um, there's just so many inexplicably mo- funny moments in this movie. <laughs> just like. I kind of made references to it earlier when you mentioned uh, Frau Blucher's name with the <laughs> horse neighing. Like every time that hor- those horses neigh or whinny or whatever it's called, um, it's so so funny, <laughs> yeah. and you don't know why. There's a rumor that it was because Blucher means glue in German, which we looked up, and that's not true. That's like a a, a rumor. It's a Snope entry, right? Um, and, in urban legend right and um so there's just it, they just thought it was funny i guess but it was because the I, only well, explanation mel brooks gives is basically that she's so who knows what she does to those horses when right. no one else is around yeah, yeah. she's so uh she's so decrepit and scary that even the horses hate her right and uh yeah it's there's just it's it's a very joke packed movie oh yeah yeah and even, and even when it doesn't seem like it because you're watching it, like it kind of goes back to me saying how authentic it is. It just feels like a monster movie, and you don't, you're not even realizing that you're watching a comedy. 
Right. You're not even realizing that you're watching a comedy. You're just realizing that you're watching a movie, a good movie. Yeah. And there's some like legitimately creepy stuff at the beginning. And, yeah. and there's the scene where Gene Wilder has one of his, one of his famous freakouts where he gets locked in a room with the monster and the candle gets blown out. So <laughs> yeah. he can't use the fire to scare him. And yeah, the, there is nothing better than Gene Wilder <laughs> yelling at the top of his lungs. Yes. <laughs> Uh. Jesus Christ, open this door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and one of the, oh man, one of the best moments is um, where he's, the monster first wakes up and they get him, they manage to get him uh, uh, tranquilized. Mm. Um, and what was the, oh, sedative. There we go. And, yeah. and gonna, <laughs> but they manage to get a, a sedative in him and, uh, you know, he sits down and, or well, there's the sedative thing, which is hilarious because oh, they're right, trying, right. he's trying to do, he's, he's like charading the, <laughs> yeah. he's being choked by the monster. So he's charading that he needs them to give the monster the sedative. Yeah. And he's doing the charades and it's like, a, it's ridiculously drawn out, which makes it so funny. Like he, the monster <laughs> yeah. could easily just like snap his neck, <laughs> right. but he just keeps like shaking him robotically yeah. while, while Gene Wilder gives out his little, uh, <laughs> his charades and, and Igor and Inga try to try mm. to figure it out. Yeah. And then they're like set and then it takes them a minute to figure out, Oh, sedative. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he gets the, they jab it in him and knocks him out. And then, uh, and Frankenstein is like, set <laughs> <laughs> And then he sits down very calmly to talk to Igor. Right. And he's like, Igor. Yeah. Igor. <laughs> What what brain did you get from the university oh, or wherever he got the brain? Abby Normals. <laughs> Pretty sure it was Abby Normal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course it was an abnormal brain. Right. Yeah, this movie is just uh I don't know, it's timeless, I think. I mean, even though it's black and white, even though it's spoofing movies from what are the what are those monster movies from the 30s, 40s? Oh, uh, Frankenstein came out in 31. Okay. I think, I think the last one, cause it was based on basically Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein and Ghost of Frankenstein. Right. And those came out between like 1931 and 1942. Okay. So yeah, it's, it, it's timeless still. It still feels funny. Every joke hits. Um, I don't know how they did that. <laughs> how, yeah. how, how they could still make it so... It's a marvel. The only moment that I falls a little flat for me, I think, is when, when the monster is doing the putting on the Ritz thing and he's singing it in his like garbled tone. Oh, because uh, he can't. He doesn't have like. Yeah, normal... at the end when they, Frank Frankenstein or now no now he calls himself Frankenstein takes him on the road, mm-hmm. um, to do like an exhibit on his creation and what it can do. And there's a song and dance routine where Frankenstein and the monster dance together. They have a, a choreographed tap dancing routine. Tap dancing routine. I thought. I think. It, I thought that was funny. It was a hilarious concept that I think stopped being as funny. I think the longer it went on, the more it kind of lost its edge because he just is just like, you know saying putting on the ritz in that in that tone a bunch of times and it just it's not funny after the first time mm. you know what i mean yeah um so well uh, i'd like to see you say that to mel brooks's face 
<laughs> from what I read, that scene killed the test audiences. So what do I know? It killed them? Like... <laughs> they were literally dead. Hmm. So, you know, we can't ask them. Yeah. Their so thoughts like, on the matter. I mean, ultimately, um, what do you think of the movie? I, it's hard for me to find fault with it, honestly. Um, I don't want to be like the Paul Abdul of this show, but <laughs> I feel like I should give it like a 9.5 because it's just, there's, there's so few things wrong with it. Isn't that what you gave Hereditary? I gave it a nine because of the blue light deduction. Oh yes. I forgot about <laughs> the blue light deduction. Um, the already infamous blue light deduction. <laughs> yes. The... Uh, hashtag blue light deduction has been raging all across Twitter worldwide. Um, That's not true. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) it's absolutely true. We're trending real on reels is trending. So get in on it. Tweet it out. Hashtag real on on the ground floor, man. Yeah. Kickstart this mofo. And uh, yeah. Subscribe. Are we wait? Maybe we're not, we're not wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> we're not wrapping up yet. We still got to do not trivia. yet. We've still got a trivia segment. You, we we we're not letting you go. We're not letting you off that easy. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, you said a nine point five. Yes. Interesting. Let me uh, let me go before you while while you ponder your overall impressions. Let's look at some online reviews here. So oh yeah. The Tomato Meter on Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 93% fresh from critics, and it's got a 92% audience score. Oh, wow. So audiences and critics are very much in alignment on this one at yeah. a very high level. Could you imagine meeting a person that doesn't like this movie? I would be curious as to their reasons. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not the type of person who... Uh, uh, shuns those who disagree with them on, on things that they're passionate about, um, unless they I find out that the reasons are stupid. But it, I would be a curious um, right off the bat. Like I'd be like, mm. well, good for you because I shun everybody that doesn't like what I like. I'm just joking, but um, yeah, I've I've never. I mean, I've only come across people who've never even seen it, which I could have said up until we watched it. Right, because um, I honestly hadn't seen it all the way through. But yeah, I haven't come across anybody that doesn't like it, and I don't know the score that I would give it. But I'm thinking, I think it's probably going to be a nine for me. It's um, but nine point five. It's really close to that. I'm going to stick with nine, just so that we're not in agreement. We wouldn't want that. Yeah, we would. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so let's yeah let's look at some uh i give it a nine great let's uh <laughs> let's get let's look at some rotten tomato uh user reviews of people that don't like it okay uh let's see the top critic hollywood reporter john h door it is good-natured lowbrow backlot hit or miss humor but with no cumulative effect beyond its su- succession of hard-worked jokes i'm not entirely in disagreement with that assessment of Mel Brooks's humor. Mel Brooks has a very heavy handed sense of humor and his films, I I guess could feel 
I think lowbrow is a, a, the wrong word. Yeah, I'm not sure but, what to call it. It's kind of an elevated form of lowbrow. I don't know what else to call it because it, there, there's, yeah, I mean, like there's jokes about boobs and, you know, genitalia. Yeah, and... but it's it's cleverly written. <laughs> right. Which is really all, it's like 95% of the battle with humor. Right. You could joke about anything, anything at all. Yeah, like but it's got to be well reason, written. Yeah, like part of the reason people like ACDC isn't because they have like their their lyrics are like some sort of highbrow humor. Like it's it, but it, it's I've got big balls. <laughs> right. It, it's these hilarious double entendres. It's like, yeah, of course yeah. it's lowbrow, but so <laughs> people love it. Okay. Um there's nothing we'll go back to the top critic that other top critics i just want to see the top critics people with stars next to their names gotcha okay so there's literally just one (laughs) oh yeah just one top critic uh doesn't like it paul uh john h door and i hope the door doesn't hit his butt on the way out (laughs) sounds like john h door needs to listen to reel on reels sounds like uh john h door uh Need some new hinges on his door, because that's his last name. That was terrible. And I'm making fun of it. Yeah, we uh, we see that. Okay. Okay, let's look at some uh, user reviews. I'm curious what uh, audiences didn't like about it. Um, okay, here's one. I know this is a classic... But it hasn't really aged. Really hasn't aged well. A lot of this genre doesn't appeal to me personally, anyway. But it's hard to imagine that anyone who isn't already a Mel Brooks fan would enjoy this on first viewing in the 21st century. Uh, I don't know much about Mel Brooks. I don't. I've seen just a couple of his movies. I've seen, um, have you seen Spaceballs? I've seen parts of it. We, that's another one we gotta watch. That's a good one. Um, but I mean, this is kind of going in direct opposite of what we were talking about. How we thought it was aging well. Right. Or aged yeah. well. Or at least I was talking about it. Um so I disagree with this person. <laughs> As do I. Shame. I'm going to be a heretic here, one and a half star. After a few attempts I finally made it all the way through Young Frankenstein. And it just isn't funny at all. The jokes are so lame. There's no wit, (laughs) style, or sophistication. Even the worst thing Woody Allen has ever done is like Shakespeare compared with this desperately unfunny offering. A comedy film for those without a sense of humor, perhaps. Spelled with a U. H-U-M-O-U-R. Oh, yeah. This guy's a real, real, uh, I don't know. Piece of work. Yeah. Notwithstanding the lack of any laughs, the film is beautifully shot and is a loving tribute to the Universal Frankenstein movies. I agree with that. I agree with that. But the but rest of it's hogwash. Yeah, it deserves more than a star and a half, I think, if that's all true. Yeah. The <laughs> jokes are lame. There's no wit. No wit? No wit? <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'm tired of these people. <laughs> Want to do some trivia? I think I'm ready for the trivia segment, Rob. All right. Let's do it, Jeremiah. Let's do it. Okay, so um, we 
each came up with five questions for one another, and we're going to answer them, and we're going to keep track of our points um, that we gain. Each correct answer is with a point. Anytime that we come up with a question that is the same from one another, we are deducting one point from each of us because we could have avoided this, but we didn't. And we're punishing ourselves for you, the audience at home. I hope you like punishment, audience. That uh, started to go in a slightly creepy direction, but I like that. So let's start our Young Frankenstein trivia. Right. Let's do. Let's just do rock paper scissors and see who goes first. Rock paper scissors shoot. So both scissors. Rock paper scissors shoot. Both paper. Rock <laughs> paper scissors shoot. Both rock. Rock paper scissors shoot. I got him. This was not planned. We did not plan to. We did not plan to <laughs> tie go through all times. three rock papers and scissors. <laughs> right. Okay. With ties. So my first question in the novel Frankenstein. Which word? Oh, we've got the mention. Oh, you went to the novel. Each well, each of these questions, (laughs) I forgot to mention, is related to Young Frankenstein somehow. Of course. Um, So it could be not exactly about the movie. It can be about the source material. It could be about an actor in the movie. It could be about anything. I went a little more literal with my questions. Well, next time. That's all right. (laughs) That's fine. Um, First question. In the novel Frankenstein, which word is used to refer to the character Pierre Boyle's character was based on? Oh, what is the term used? Yes. I don't think it's monster. I think it's creation. Uh, I'm gonna, Yeah, I'm going to say creation. I, it's probably wrong, but... You're very close. It's been a long time since I've seen... Oh, creature. It's creature. Yes, okay, it's been, I haven't read it since high school, so that was a little while ago. <laughs> Got it wrong. All right, what's your first question? All right, Rob. Question the first. Oh. How many Oscar nominations did Young Frankenstein receive? And this one actually comes with the potential for bonus credit, if you know which awards it received it, it well how many which awards it got nominated for i'm gonna say it got nominated for four awards your final answer is four four <laughs> the correct answer is two damn uh and of those two can you guess which any of them were for bonus credit um are we doing five points for a right answer one point Okay, so two points. Uh, oh, I'll, g- I'll give you an extra point, so it'll be it'll be a wash if you can figure out which ones they were. Best actress, supporting actress. Nope. Damn. Best sc- probably best screenplay. Uh, I'll give you that. It's uh, best adapted screenplay was okay. one of the two. And uh, try to give me another one. See if you can get the other one. Um. I don't know. What is it? Okay, I'll give you a point anyway. Because it's like whose lies anyway. The points don't matter. <laughs> the other one was best sound. Um, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, we uh, points could matter. 
So we're not in like... Uh, we are recording. We haven't figured out what we're going to do with the points yet. <laughs> but we're going to have them. They well, will matter. Let's we'll, put it we'll that way. We'll have the points. They'll matter at some point. We promise. And we're good for... We uh, we keep our word. All right. So we're both at 0-0. Zero, zero. I refuse any bonus points because that's against the spirit of the game. Five points possible. Fair enough. Um, okay, number two. Who, besides Mel Brooks, is credited as a screenwriter of Young Frankenstein and had the initial idea for the film? That'd be Gene Wilder, Rob. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> so you get one point. So yeah, Gene Wilder. I I didn't know that. I didn't either until um, I read it today. <laughs> yeah. Well, damn. But uh, yeah, I just I didn't know that. That's pretty crazy. I had no idea he was the driving force behind the. I mean, Mel Brooks wasn't even interested in the first time Gene Wilder presented the idea to him, and then hmm. he hired him I for Blazing Sad- Saddles. Oh, okay. And they got to talking about it again. Oh, okay. That's how it all happened. So what's your um, second question? All right. My question the second for Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to do a comic book guy thing here. (laughs) Leave me alone. All right. (laughs) Who plays Inspector Kemp? Oh, man. We looked this up the night we watched this movie, and I don't remember. I know. Um... (laughs) My favorite character, actually, I think. He's just so I'm going to so say hilarious. Robert Shaw, because that's who you thought it was, but it wasn't. So right. I know it's going to be wrong. Yeah, it was Kenneth Mars. Okay. Who actually looks a lot like the guy who did that scene in Jaws, where it's like the old guy who's like... Yeah, Robert Shaw. Oh, is that... Ro- yeah. Oh, that, okay, okay, okay. doll's eyes. That's why... Okay. Yeah, it is a similar type of scene, and he does kind of look like that guy, so I actually thought it was him at first. All right, Rob, what have you got for me next? Okay, question the third. Um, <laughs> what's the name of Peter Boyle's character, Frank's wife, and everybody loves Raymond? Um, okay, what's the name of Peter Boyle's, Peter Boyle's character's wife? Yes, so and his name is Frank. Raymond's mother. Right. Oh... Man, I'm going to say Marie. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, I got never it. watched that show. How did I get you that? You got that, man. Oh, so man. Two, you got two points so far, right? I just, it just, I have an image of Peter Boyle saying Marie. Yeah, Marie! So I must have seen yeah. enough episodes. I didn't see very many, but. Yeah. Um, wow, yeah. And I, I also, it also made me think of Breaking Bad. So that's why I ended up choosing that one. Yeah. And Peter Boyle, he had a good role. And it was funny. He was, it was very kind of a limited role because he's Frankenstein, so there's not a lot of right. There's a lot of just physical mime comedy, um, but he did. He made the best of it. It was awesome. Yeah, was a great he, monster. They gave him a nice little soliloquy toward the end. Yeah, because they do this weird. Actually, I was going to mention this that I thought that that way of wrapping up the story um, was innovative and and worked really well because it was like it tied together. Um, you know, there was a lot of comedy that came from him being this like dumb brute or whatever. Yeah. But there was also this other side to the movie, um, that, that gave it some heart. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And that's why this is such an enduring classic, mm-hmm. I think. But it was that, you know, he, he really was, you know, um, 
it 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 hurt that he wasn't able to express how he felt you know sure. and so he talks about how he's been given a, a more um sophisticated way of expressing himself because he's done this like weird brain transfer thing with yeah with uh frankenstein um oh and by the way just as another interesting trivia the the equipment that electric equipment they used it was in the original movie right yeah they, I saw that. They, they called up the guy who did the original movie. That's great. And gave him the credit that he didn't get in the first one. Oh. For building that electrical equipment. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's another cool cool thing about the movie that Very that cool. guy got some credit. Okay. So what's your third question? So my third line is, and I think you'll probably get this one. Okay. Which line did Gene Hackman improvise in Young Frankenstein? Oh. My it's God. a really funny line. <laughs> Apparently, it made the crew lose their minds with laughter um <laughs> i have no idea i was gonna make espresso oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great yes that was an ad-libbed line <laughs> man I'm, I'm still i'm zero i got zero right Right. Damn. <laughs> um, okay, so my fourth question. Mel Brooks is one of few who've won all four of which major entertainment awards? All four of which major so it's like the the award um type like to, like Tony or Oscar or Right. Okay. So which four that it's kind of like a it's kind of like a sought after four for people to get. Oh, and it's different the different um the different awards. rewards uh organizations so like yeah. there would one of them would be it might be an oscar one okay um okay so an oscar would have to be one of them um a tony would be one of them for sure yep um i'm gonna go with a i don't know what the 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 uh con film festivals awards are called but one of those um and then the other one might be a golden globe no um do you, do you ever watch 30 Rock? Tracy Jordan wants to get the EGOT. It's an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Oh, Emmy, Grammy. Oh, okay, that makes more sense because it's TV, music, right. movie, and stage. Oh, yes. Okay, that Mel, makes... Mel Brooks has got an EGOT. He's wow, that's impressive. Yeah. There's, there can't be very many people who can say that. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. You ready for your fourth question, Rob? I am more than ever. <laughs> All right. Which actor in real life played tennis with Gene Wilder? There's an actor who was in this movie. Um, Peter Boyle. Wrong. Gene Hackman. Oh. <laughs> All right. I, I threw another Gene Hackman one at oh, you. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, question number five. How long does it take flesh to decompose? Oh, okay, so you're talking like all the way down to a skeleton? Yes. Right. And uh, it's in years. I'll give you that. Okay. And there's a range. So if you get any number within the range, I'll give it to you. All the way down to a skeleton? Oh, man. I'm going to have to say uh, it's probably kind of a long time. I'm going to say 15 years. Just off. 
just off. It's eight to twelve years. Oh man. Um. So if you're planning on doing any reanimation, that's your expiration date. <laughs> that's good information to know, Rob. You're welcome. So that's what we do on the show. We, we teach you, yeah, valuable facts about the world in which you live. About grave robbing. About uh, grave desecration. Anything you need to know about the world. <laughs> That just about covers it, I would yeah. say. Yeah. All right. So, Rob, are you ready for your fifth trivia question? I am. Fifth and final. Yes. For the round. Yes. For the segment. Yes. Or, which actress was act, asked to reprise her role for the Young Frankenstein musical? Oh, God. Came out in like 2009. I think it ran from like 2009 to 2011 or something like that. Which actress? Yes, which actress from the film was asked mm. to reprise her role? I will say... And you can ask for hints if it's hard, because I feel like a couple of these were pretty hard. Um, so we'll do... How about how about we'll give each other a couple of hints okay. for the five questions? I will take one hint <laughs> since it's the final question. <laughs> okay, so a hint would be that she uh, she was on Dancing with the Stars. That's the worst hint of all time. Um... <laughs> all right, let me give you a better hint. Um she was over 80 years old at the time that they asked her to be in this musical. Oh, wow. Cloris Leachman. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. 82. I get one pity point. <laughs> <laughs> one pity point. So I got, what was the final tally? I got one and you got what, three? One pity point versus two strong, good. You got two. Legitimate points. Cool. Um, <laughs> awesome. So it's two to one. Jeremiah, he's... Uh, He's a, he's ahead. <laughs> we're not going to do this every week, but um, every now and then we're going to do this. We're going to keep a running total. and uh, Maybe we will do it every week, Rob. Maybe. But probably not. But probably not. It would get <laughs> monotonous. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's Young Frankenstein. And that's our discussion on Young Frankenstein. Um, do you have anything else to add, Jeremiah? Not really, man. Me either, got it all man. covered. So yeah, um, as always, uh, please subscribe if you like our podcast. Um, please like us on or follow us on Twitter. We're at Real on Reels. Please follow us on Facebook. We're at Facebook.com/slash Real on Reels. And easy to remember. You can email us Real on Reels official at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher. Yes. We should be on everything. Yeah, this uh, this nifty Anchor app takes care of that. So yeah. we should Free be promotion on. for Anchor.fm. They're great. They let yeah. you host your podcast yeah, for free. Yeah, we're not paying them anything, so we might as well promote them for yeah. free. Hey, <laughs> we'll, we'll give them a shout out. Yeah, <laughs> Anchor.fm, people. Think about starting a podcast, just go there, man. Yeah, great. Doesn't get much easier. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Jeremiah. And this has been Real Unreals. <laughs> <laughs>